Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Now, we had two very brief conversations before we started recording that I would like to see if we could combine the two. And so, Alex, what would you rather get rid of? Seasonal allergies or person-appointed tax returns? Um, here's how I want taxes to work, right? Yeah. I get a bill by the from the government in January, and I have till April to pay it. That's what I want. Do you know what I don't want? Yeah. What we have right now, where I have to guess, and they know the answer. Yeah, uh-huh. That's real dumb. Now, in this imaginary scenario, work would still pull money from your paycheck and all that stuff, so you don't have to just come up with the money. And then I think on January, your work would give you the money. Here's all the money we've been setting aside. It's been a separate account. And then you will get your bill in January, and now you have all this money that your work has put aside for you. Now, it does take a little bit of self-control to be like, hey, I know I'm getting a check from my bank that my, you know, my job. That'll be thousands of dollars. But I literally just have to give that to the government and maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. But the government can just tell me how much I owe them because they know. And I'm- is this better or worse than allergies? Because you seemed pretty hot to trot. I'm getting rid of allergies. (laughs) Yeah. Here's my thing about allergies. Seasonal ones are unfortunate. Allergies in general suck. Have you ever been around a person who's like allergic to bees? People who have bee allergies lose their mind when they're around. Now, I would say for good reason, but it is annoying, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I understand that you're concerned for your life right now, but could you take it down a few notches? I'm bothered by this. Yeah, do you know what it feels like? It feels like that one kid who like had some water splash in their face and be like, yes, I understand you could drown, but let's not freak out every time we're around a pool, you know? Like you'll be fine. Just don't fall in. Okay. I know you can't swim, but be cool. You probably won't fall in. Because I haven't gotten stung by a bee in my entire life on accident. It's only been on purpose. What could that possibly mean? It means exactly what it sounds like. It I've been stung twice like in my entire you're life. You're going out of your within... way to find bees and force them to sting you so you can feel the thrill of having those toxins course through your veins. Yeah, that happened. What's wrong with you? Well, it wasn't recent, but I wanted to see what the hype was about because people have been losing their minds. Like I said, people lose their minds. I just want to be like, does it hurt that bad? Um, but like, it you got to understand that like playground bees are like, they are domestic terrorists. I'll say it. Like if you've ever seen like a bee's nest at a playground or a play set, like that, that's an incident that children will for children will remember that for the rest of their lives. So I put a hose in the ground where the bees were, and then I just waited. I just stood there by it and waited, and I got stung twice. And let me tell you, it was not that bad. It's really not that bad. But again, the thing about a bee sting is um, you were expecting it. You were prepared for it. The bee stings are worse when, like, you're not expecting it. I will say the opposite. I think things hurt less when you're not expecting them. um, If someone were to tell you sometime today you're going to get punched in the face... Versus standing there right now, count down from one to ten or ten to one, and then I'm gonna punch you in the face. That punch is gonna hurt more. I don't think so. I, dude, the anticipation makes it hurt more. 
you want to be surprised. Trust me, bro. And I wasn't, dude. First of all, this is a good. This is a good time to end the intro because it's been going on way too long. But also, I actually want to hear what our audience thinks. I know they're not going to reach out because they never do. We have a very shy audience, so we have to coddle them a little bit. Um, but if you're a little child or big child or a teenager or someone who doesn't know how to reach us, talk to your parents. They'll reach out to me and they'll let me know. But would it hurt more knowing it's going to happen or being surprised? And if you don't know, tell your sibling, your significant other, someone you care about, hey, I want you to pinch me sometime this week, just anytime, versus I'm going to count down from 10 to 1 and then I want you to pinch me at the end of it. And just tell me which one hurts more or which one scares you more because that that's the truth. you know. I stand by anticipation makes things more difficult. You just want to be surprised. It's like finding out your, when you're going to die versus just being surprised. You don't want that information. Just live your life. I rest my case. Okay. Well, we're going to move on now. I think we've had, we've given Alex some time in his, on his soapbox. He said what he's needed to say, and we are going to move on to our movie segment. We're going to be talking about the 1993 Western tombstone. And if you don't want to hear us talk about this movie, for whatever reason, you can go ahead and skip to this time code right here. Time code. 34 minutes, 30 seconds. So, you and I watch this movie, as we watch almost every movie on this podcast. We we both watch it. Um, and we watched it the same way, using Freebie. Freebie is Amazon's, like, free streaming service, right? Free, all the stuff that's on there is free with ads. Formerly and, known as IMDb TV. Correct. And what I learned is that... Pound for pound, box for box, category for category. I would stand behind Tubi for any reason compared to Freebie. Yes. Tubi's, as far as free streaming services go, Tubi has it on lock. Big fan of Tubi. And what we learned from watching Freebie, or from watching Tombstone on Freebie, is that Freebie is not as good. Uh, Freebie feels like it's only old stuff, what it feels like, you know? Like stuff that's, on, it's, it feels like television movies only, or just really old it, movies that used to be exclusive, but made their way to television. And it feels like you're watching it on a TV with straight up commercial breaks. Yes, and they're frequent and, and long. And so the commercial breaks are no shorter than like two and a half minutes. And I know that sounds negligible. Two and a half minutes. What? And you only have to do it like seven times. That's great. Like that's not that long. But like it's the difference from turning a two hour movie into like it turns it into almost like a two and a half hour experience. It adds so much time to an already like pretty decently long movie and it it kills the pacing it it is a direct reminder that we switched to streaming for a reason i remember and people switching to s- streaming solely for no commercials we said hey we will pay a monthly subscription just to not have commercials and so th- freebie has a new show called jury duty that has james marsden in oh, it and uh, um <laughs> I love James Marsden. I, I'm very. I I was kind of interested to watch this show. I am less enthused now that I've like seen something on their platform. I'm like, hey, this seems like a cool show. Put it somewhere else. <laughs> Make the service better. Um, Dude. Anyway, what com- that's my what f- big commercials. 
I, we're going to make this a freebie conversation. What commercials yes. did you see? What commercials did I see? Well, a lot of them was like the same kind of ads that you would see during daytime TV. Yeah, right? a lot of meds, bro. And so, I mean, I guess that makes sense. You know, all these ads that were on daytime TV, they need somewhere else to go. So like this is the logical next step that makes sense. And so you get the same kind of ads that you would get. You get meds and you get cars. Meds, cars, and I insurance. Got the same movie tra- movie trailer over and over and over again. I did get some ads for shows on other streaming services. Like I got some Peacock ads, and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Why are you Why are you doing this? But like, isn't this against your guys' policy? I got one. I, I'm gonna have to find it, dude. Because I got it so many times. I got a lot of the same stuff over. It's the same 10 ads over and over again. I remember that from real TV where you just start to know, you know, all the ads. It's obnoxious. So when we kind of phased out using cable and when I moved out of my parents' house and I didn't have access to their cable anymore, um, I would go on the CW website and watch like The Flash and Supergirl, like all the CW shows. They would put them on their website the next day. And honestly, that was a really cool way to do it. And so they had ads. But the problem was it was, the like you said, the same three or four ads. Like there's like a Subway ad ingrained in my brain because I watched like three episodes of the flash back to back to back and it was all the same ads for every break but even that i don't mind because those ad breaks were 30 seconds or 45 seconds like if you're gonna show me the same ad make sure that's the only ad i see and i don't care yeah bro they they wore me down they wore me down the freaking streaming service like so also not only does it kill the pacing, I forget like what just happened. So I'll come back from an ad because I should have walked away and did other stuff and then came <laughs> back. Like it was the freaking 90s. I walked away and listened for it to get back. Well, then I got back. I'm like, all right, let me rewind, you know, 20 seconds because I missed the, how this started. It threw me back into the ad block. <laughs> so I had to watch another 60, maybe 60. It wasn't like it threw me right in the middle of them. So I had to watch another 60 seconds of ads. It was brutal. And, and so maybe I would be more tolerant of this if this was about a movie I cared about. So this is our segue into the actual movie. Um, I think that you and I both knew going into it, this is much more of a you movie than it is a me movie. Yeah, 100%. Um, and so I like this movie. And I... I think this movie, I'm willing to chalk up a lot of me not liking this movie to the fact that, like, I wasn't always super paying attention. I had, like, a really weird schedule this week, so I had to, like, jam it in in, like, 30-minute increments when I could. Um, So, like, I wasn't able to give this movie my full attention all the time, and I'm willing to accept some of that burden. However, this movie also does not make it easy to follow along with almost anything. Dude, it, it got a little tough there. I'm not going to lie to you. And so here's my big struggle with it is this movie is about a bunch of white dudes with mustaches all wearing the same fucking hat. And I genuinely could not tell them apart sometimes. Okay, is this so one that's Bill a you thing because they're okay. all like 20 years apart. Okay. Which is wild since they're supposed to be brothers. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's the three main characters and then Doc Holliday. 
the three the three main brothers are supposed to be brothers. They are at least fifteen years apart. Yes, it's who man. Well, d- this might be a stupid question, but like, are they genetically brothers, or yes. is it kind of like a okay? They are brothers, they- and then Doc Holiday is just like a really really good friend that everybody knows. I didn't know if it was one of those th- things where like they were a found family and they kind of chose the same name to represent that found family because. Okay, just to really give you a visualization. Yeah, they they have the last name Erp, right? And it's Bill Paxton, Kurt Russell, and Sam Elliott. And Sam Elliott yeah. is like Morgan Freeman in the sense that he's been old for 30 years. And this movie is no different. Yeah, it... It's very easy to tell those guys apart. I will say it's hard to tell the bad guys apart, but that's only because there's 30 of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are so many of them. I knew who about five of the bad guys were, and then they kept introducing them. I'm like, nope, you got your five. I could tell who the two main women are, like the wife and then Josephine, and then the other two are interchangeable. I'm like, I don't know who you are. And the movie starts with uh, Michael Rooker being the bad guy of the scene, right? And so I'm like, oh, this is Michael Rooker. I know Michael Rooker. He will be easy to follow. And then he disappears for 90 minutes and shows up in one more scene where he probably didn't need to be there. Dude, I forgot he was in the movie. (laughs) I forgot. I saw him again. I'm like, wait, is that Michael Rooker? And I'm like, wait, he was in the beginning of this movie. Oh my gosh, has he been in this the whole time? No. No, he wasn't. He's really not. Also, this movie makes you hate cowboys. Yes. So if you've made it this long and you want like a very brief plot synopsis, the Earp brothers and Doc Holliday, played by Val Kilmer, um, effectively the brothers are former peace officers. They're like, this sucks. We don't want to do this anymore. So they move to this town called Tombstone. That's effectively... A, a lawless town. land. Yeah, it's just a mining town for silver. And the a lot of gangs go there. A lot of shady people go there because the law frequently overlooks crime. And it, it's kind of known as the place to get rich quick. Um, and so the Earps go there because they're like, we're done peacekeeping. Let's make some money. They're in Tombstone for all of 15 minutes before trouble starts brewing again. And they all kind of roll their eyes and they're like, all right, I guess we're peace officers again. And the reason why Alex said that this movie makes you hate cowboys is because the main gang that the Earps fight are called the Cowboys. Yeah, it's just like synonymous with bandits, like the outlaws. So, and then like these guys, for the most of the movie, I would say 90 minutes, they're the good guys in town, but they have no authority. They're not the sheriffs. They're not peace officers. They're just good guys um, who are really there just to break up fights and try to prevent people from getting killed. Um, And then it goes down. Dude, like this... I thought there was a pretty good amount of action in the first half of this movie, like in the first act and and then like beginning of the second act. This end of the second act and the third act is just nonstop gunfights and not in a good way. It's like nonstop gunfights, like Fast and Furious is nonstop driving. It's like, no, no, no. Let's set up races. Let's set up heists. Let's not just have driving be everywhere. Like there's no story. It's just a bunch of murder. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where we are. I don't know how long we've been doing this. I don't know who you're with. 
I don't know who we're chasing. Is it just cowboys in general? Because he goes on this, everyone who's wearing one of these red sashes is going to die. I'm like, and then it just cuts to, it's like a montage of murder. It's it's not well done. Yeah. Um. I think that there are some cool gunfights in this. I think specifically the one that's kind of in the middle of the movie where. Is it the gunfight at the OK Corral? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what that's, kicks it off. And I think that that, sh- that shootout scene is pretty, like, iconic. Um, and for a pretty good reason. I mean, it's the most entertaining fight of the movie. Um, yeah. And it's kind of cool to see how they use their environment. Because, like, one of the cowboys um, uses a horse kind of, like, as a shield. And then one of the good guys spooks the horse to get him to run away and like removes that shield as an element. And I'm like, okay, that was some cool strategic thinking. And, uh, like you said, after that, it kind of just becomes gunfight after gunfight after gunfight. Yeah. Cause there was before this, there were like cool standoffs in the street. There was a lot of weapons being a lot of threatening going on. That was all very cool. Um, I just want to talk about Val Kilmer, bro. Okay. Holiday. He is hands down the best part of this movie. Yes. It's not even close. I think I don't like Kurt Russell. Okay. Because to me, he will always be the dad in Sky High. <laughs> and it feels like that. It just, I don't, I'm not convinced he's a good actor. I'm not convinced. So I think what I've we need to do I've seen him as Santa is... Claus, Sky High, and now, a, and now a sheriff, peace officer-like character within the span of six months. And I'm not buying it. So I think we need to go further back for you. I think that we need to find movies that match that sky high energy. Um, and well, basically what I'm saying is we need to watch escape from New York and escape from LA. It's, but it, I feel like he's just like another Dwayne Johnson where he's just playing different versions of himself. Well, yeah, he was like, that was kind of his thing. in like the eighties is especially with like escape from New York and big trouble in little China. Like that is what made him famous was these cheesy action movies that like weren't necessarily very good, but they're just fun movies. So I think maybe we should we should find some time to carve out for like Escape from New York. Also, he's really good in The Thing. We talked about The Thing in October on Small and Tall last year. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. Like I, I, Kurt Russell isn't a selling point for me, but like I but I respect him. Um, but. Yeah, Val dude, Kilmer. I'm sold on Val Kilmer. He's so yes. good in this movie, dude. Yeah, so Doc Holliday's thing is that he is in Tombstone because he has tuberculosis, and um, the main treatment for tuberculosis was go live somewhere really dry, so that way when you die, it'll be a little easier. Like, your lungs will fill with fluids slower. Um, Man, if that was in the movie, so- I did not catch that. Yes. Um, yeah. He has tuberculosis and well, I mean, they don't explain. That's why like they don't explain. That's how they treat tuberculosis. I just know that's how they treated tuberculosis. Oh, um, I don't think that's why he was there. I think he was already in the area because he's... also here's the crazy thing about this movie. It's based off real life. All these people were real and they just don't tell you that. Or if they do, <laughs> I don't, I wasn't paying attention. Like there should have been a big old based off a of true story because this mo- this movie's crazy. Um, yeah, and so uh, Doc Holliday, his character arc is like he's viewing this whole interaction as like his final job, right? Like he wants to go out, you know, with 
the Earps, and he's like, I'm going to help these guys, and it's cool if this is the last thing I do. Yeah. I and we also, just watch. There's a couple cool just, things about him. He's an amazing gambler. He's a degenerate gambler, but he's incredible at it. So good, everybody thinks he's cheating. And he might be. And he might be. I don't think he is. He I think be. he's just that good. Also, he's the fastest gun in the West. Yeah. Also, he's charismatic AF, dude. It's so hard not to like him. Um, But overall, I, I would be willing to watch this movie again, like under better circumstances. Um... But I understand why this is like it's very it has a very high rating on IMDb for a fan score. Um, but it's split straight 50-50 on Metacritic. Um mm-hmm. so I understand both perspectives. I understand why this is people's favorite Western movie. I understand why people don't get on board with it. I think even as far as Westerns go, like I've seen better Westerns than this. Um, I think this is a really good Western. It's not the best Western. Um, I really like Harder They Fall. Um, But a lot of people, here's the thing. The people who really like Westerns, like John Wayne Westerns, and then the Clint Eastwood trilogy. Yeah. Like Spaghetti Westerns. And I don't like those. Yeah. I will say... This is a good intro Western. Like, if you're like, I kind of want to see if I would like a Western movie. This is a pretty good one to start with. Yeah. Like, definitely don't start with. Because spaghetti Westerns, bro, are... We watched one. And, and we we're haven't, good. We, we... And since then, I don't think we've seen another Western. We've taken... We've watched movies that take place in the West. We have not watched another Western. It's rough, some of those, bro. They're rough. Yeah, the closest we came was we watched Power of the Dog for the Oscars episode, but we spent all of four minutes talking about that movie. So yeah, I'm scrolling through, dude. It we've avoided it like the plague. It does not come up. And um, you know what? It's not gonna come up again for probably another two years. It's a hard thing to get into, and I don't think here's here's what I'll say: a bad movie is a bad movie. It's we see them all the time. A bad Western is torture. Yeah, because a bad rough. Western uh, feels like like a movie that your teacher would put on in class. Yeah, like, it also feels, no matter how long the movie is, it feels five hour long because it just cuts to people's eyes right before they draw their gun for like 15 minutes. And my grandpa, my mom's dad, who, if you're listening to this, mom, hi. Um, hi my mom. grandpa loves westerns like he whenever i would stay at their house like he cuts time out of his day to watch westerns when he came over to visit last year my parents downloaded like a western channel app on the roku so he could watch westerns like this is his bread and butter and even back then as a kid, I'm like, I don't see what you see in these things. Like, there's a machismo to this, right? Like, oh, dude. these movies yeah. are pure, like, By men masculinity. for men. And it's not high-octane masculinity like a Fast and Furious might be. It's that slow burn masculinity. Like that, like, we don't act like that around here. Like... Pull your pants up and act like a man. Like that kind of masculinity. Um, and yeah, bro. That's just like it's never struck a chord with me. And hey, as soon as I describe anything as like hyper masculine, the fact that I bounce off it becomes a lot easier to understand. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, a lot of people are just like, well, of course Craig doesn't like it. I'll say this movie's good. This movie's good. Yeah. I got nothing against Westerns. I like Westerns more than the average person. I watch more than the average person. That being said, this is only the third one we've ever seen on the podcast. It's been Django <laughs> Unchained, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and this. And we've been we've had 130, 140 episodes out now. And it's come up three times. Like, that's wild. Yeah. Um, I will say, make a conscious effort that you're going to watch a good one. Don't watch a bad one. This one is good. However, yeah. it might actually be worth paying for it. Because watching it on freebie, take <laughs> it, it's bad, bro. It's bad. Unless, if you're totally cool with commercials, like you watch live TV all the time and you're totally cool with commercials, then sure. But it does feel like you're watching it in a hotel room. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to say, um, we changed our plan for how we pay for our streaming services. And we had Hulu with ads for like a day before my parents were like, Craig, you got to figure this out, man. You got to get ad free Hulu back on our plan. And so I'm at home, you know, scrolling through these different forums and feeds. Like I felt like a, like a genetic researcher, like, all right, how do I plug ad free Hulu back into our service? And so if that's kind of a testament, if that's a, a testimonial on how, feral my family gets when faced with the mere thought of having to put up with ads like that's why we've spent more time talking about ads in the actual movie because i have more to say about that than the movie yeah but the movie's good i also don't want to spoil stuff um because i feel like this movie is slept on oh there's a very important thing that we haven't talked about this is where the I'm your Huckleberry like really became popular. Like yeah, still don't know what it Val means. Val Kilmer says it a bunch. He says it twice. Oh. Okay. I well, don't get it. Okay, I had to look it up because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's so weird. The main thing that I've come to, the main thing that I've seen, is that it's a translation. It basically means I'm your guy. Right, I'm the person you're looking. Yeah, that's for. what it feels like. But I'm like, man, there's gotta be easier ways to say this. And it's a reference to Huckleberry Finn, where in the context of Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn is Tom Sawyer's guy. When Tom Sawyer needs a guy, Huck Finn is the guy he goes to. So when he says that, gotcha. he's saying, "I'll be Huckleberry Finn for what you need." But he says it. In a facetious manner, because yeah. he says it to the to leader who, of the cowboys. Who want to fight somebody? And he's so, like, "I'm looking for somebody to kill," and he goes, "I'm your Huckleberry." I'm like, Dang. and so he's saying, "If you want to fight, I'm your guy. I'll give you someone to fight." Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, makes no sense. Uh, the fact that I have to open the archives and be like, "All right, I guess this is a Huck Finn reference," makes no sense. But the way he delivers it is stone cold. Yeah. It you'll figure it out with context clues. I just didn't know where it came from. Um, the acting pretty good. The dialogue there's. I mean, this movie has iconic line after iconic line after cool dude. Everything these guys say is just freaking cool. Um, so you know a guy wrote it, and he's just like, I want to sound like this. There's one more character that I want to talk about, and it is Kurt Russell's character Wyatt Earp. He okay, is the main character. We're gonna talk about Kurt Russell, and then I'm gonna talk about his wife. And Kurt Russell's character. I don't know if it's the writing. I don't know if it's if it's his performance. It makes no sense, right? Because the arc that he goes on is finding what he wants out of life. 
So he's having this conversation with this woman uh, that he meets in Tombstone. And he goes, I want to have a wife and kids. And this woman goes, that doesn't seem like your thing. You don't seem like the kind of guy that wants to raise a family. And he gets all defensive about it. He's like, but it is what I want. I want to settle down and I want to have a family. Like, how do you know what I want? And so after that point, and during this conversation, I was siding with the woman. I'm like, you're right. This does not seem like his kind of thing. And so the rest of this movie, he kind of like has these check-in points with the audience where he's like, I think this is what I want now. I think I want to be a peace officer again. And then he's like, no, I think I'm content with the people I have in my life right now. And so the fact that like this whole movie is about these like gunslinging, rootin' tootin' cowboy shooting peace officers and Kurt Russell's over here like, what do I want out of life? Like, it's such a weird juxtaposition from everything else that's happening to a point that, like, every time we checked in on that theme, I'm like, why do we care about this? Like, hey, you're a character who deserves to have their feelings explored. Why now? Okay, I like your point. I don't like any of the reasoning you gave. Okay. Because it was weird saying, like, what do I want out of life? And then also, nonstop violence. Yeah. Um, that was weird. I will say, um, he, I don't, he wasn't changing his mind. He did not want to be a police officer or a peace officer at all. When his brothers became peace officers, he's like, what the heck are you doing? You don't want to do this. This is the last thing I want to do. The only time he started doing it is when they're about to shoot up the town and he was convinced his brothers were going to die. He did not want to do it. I don't think he ever wanted to do it. He didn't enjoy it when he became the peace officer again. None of that was fun. I think he's like, sure, dude, I came out here to get rich with my family and I can't do any of that now. And I think he was just pissed. Um, I think he genuinely, he, I think it, him wanting a family and kids is what people just say. I mean, even now, like that's what people say you're supposed to do. And she was like, no, there's another option that apparently nobody talks about, but you can just have fun. Um, And I think he was like, I can't have that, but I like having you around so that if I ever changed my mind, it would still be an option. Also, his wife's yeah. uh, a opium addict. So that was great. Like this girl's- And correct me if- I, Were they like actually married? It was just a common law marriage, right? No, they were- I think they were actually married. I think okay. that was an actual- I think they were actually married. Um, I think it, I watched something else recently that had a common law marriage. So I think I just conflated the two. Yeah, Carried I think on. they were actually married. The thing is, is we are anti-cheating in this movie. They make you feel like, oh, he shouldn't be doing this. However, we are also anti his wife. So okay, <laughs> it puts hold on. us Maddie, in a weird position. Um, no, Maddie Blaylock was Wyatt's common law wife. I don't even know what that means, by the it way. It means you have been together for together so long. For so long yes, that you're legally recognized as married, even if you didn't go out of your way to be married. Like, you still have to sign documents, Um, but... Yeah. Was that ever mentioned or were we just supposed to know that? Um, I think there's a scene of them signing the common law certificates, but it's brought up very infrequently. Yeah, it's weird. It, it's not important if they're, they're married, he shouldn't be cheating. However, his wife is a bad person. I'm not saying addicts are bad. Dude, the fact that she's addicted to opium is not even that, that bad compared to the other stuff she's doing. This chick walks in. After the OK Corral shootout, dude, his brother got shot in the arm. His other buddy he was out there with, 
uh, I think his other brother got shot in the leg and she sees him looking at another woman and walks away. Her sister-in-laws are like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're alive. I'm so glad you're alive. And she's like, oh, you're looking at another woman? See ya. I'm like, really? Because he almost died. Okay. And then it happens again. Right after his youngest brother dies. He's the middle one. His youngest brother dies on a pool table and he goes out in the rain and he's just yelling. And then this, you know, Josephine, the the other woman comes up to try and console him because, you know, his brother just died and he's like, get away from me, get away from me. And then his wife's like, oh, she was interested in you. I guess I'm not going to comfort you when your brother just died because of this other woman. And I'm like, woman, what are you bringing to the table? I'm not saying he's cheating. He, first of all, he's not even cheating. I think if anything, this is an emotional affair, which is kind of cheating, but he's not seeing her all the time. Maybe she doesn't know that. But I'm like, hey, when someone dies or when someone almost dies, can the rules change a little bit? Do you just like stop caring for him? Like you're not a good wife. He's not a good husband. But, like, it's hard to feel bad for her. Um, it, I don't know, dude. Also, I mean, this is a Western, so all the women are extremely one-dimensional. I mean, that's just yeah. the nature of Westerns. It's, it's not a good movie if you're looking for, you know, feminist values. Um, it's just a, it's just a guy movie written by guys in the 90s. Um, but that, every time she was on screen, I was annoyed. And that's um, my little rant about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh I'm giving this a six out of ten. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven and uh, seven and a. You can do it. I believe in you. Push through. It's right there. You almost. got it. Uh, you can do it. We're almost I'm there. It, I'm just gonna give it a seven. Okay. <laughs> I was just going through a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, well, that movie's better than this. That movie's better than this. I think it's a seven. That was the hardest I think you've had to fight for the second half of a rating. That was what, rough. Also, I really should have thought about it um, before. Uh, I did not go sure. into this with a good number. I waited until after our conversation. It's a seven. It's good. I would recommend it to people who like Westerns and only two guys. Um, and then I would give them a couple disclaimers and be like, hey, just so you know when you get into this, don't watch it on freebie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I would watch it again in a while. I would recommend it to people. It's so... Uh, I'll give it a seven. That's not bad. All right, moving on. We're going to do our improv segment. This is a segment that we call micro theme. I have a, I have an improv. This is such a hard sentence to say. I have an improv prompt generator and I'm going to click through it until we get a good one. And then we'll just do a few micro scenes. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Uh, okay. Uh, this is an open house at a clearly haunted house. Oh, nice. Uh, how about you be the realtor? Okay. Um, over here we have our second bathroom. You'll see it is attached to the master, so they have a little bit of privacy. Um, we have the Did his you and her. Show si- them the leaks. So we do have his and her sinks. Um, the her sink leaks. Uh. I will say one of the sinks do link do does link. Wow, one of the sinks does leak. Um, but it is being addressed. Uh, no it's need a to get... pretty bad leak. You're currently standing in a puddle. I'm sure it'll be indre- addressed by the inspector, and the seller does say that they'll contribute some money to getting it fixed. Now, if we move down um to the basement, 
As you can see, it's fully furnished. There's a mold patch under the couch. Uh, as you can see, the there's a additional bedroom down here and another bathroom as well as laundry. And this is our entertaining area, the family room. Um, the owners are he leaving. He still hasn't told you about the mold patch. The, the owners are leaving the couch for you as well as the pool table. Um, and then we'll go back upstairs and I'll show you the backyard. Okay. <laughs> um, a group of strangers so, so, so. stranded at the airport talk about their destinations. Dope. Uh, man, it's a bummer. I think the, the flight got delayed until tomorrow. I guess I'm sleeping in the airport tonight. Really? Where are you heading? Madagascar. Man, I'm going to New York. Why are our gates so close to each other? Oh, um, I have a connecting flight through Colorado. What? Yeah. Um, we, uh, is Madagascar so, a city? No, the country the in Africa. And so I fly to New York. Through... So, so I fly to New York. Okay. Get a connecting flight to Colorado. Yep. Get a connecting flight to Madagascar. Uh, where are we right now? Um, Tampa. Tampa, New York, Colorado, Madagascar. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm trying to bank my miles. Like that movie Up in the Air. I'm trying to do that, but to get me to Madagascar. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to New York. That's where Why? I live. Um, I'm just in, I was just in Tampa for spring break, man. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're a, you're a little bit of a snowbird. So they say, uh, nope. Just for spring break. Snowboards usually, uh, come down the whole winter. I'm literally just here cause I'm off from school. Yeah. That sounds pretty exciting, but not as exciting as madagascar yeah why are you going to madagascar well i mean i don't know if you know but there's this little indie movie called madagascar and it's made me pretty interested in seeing the country as it was meant to be seen um isn't that movie animated and about animals yeah and so that's why i'm going is so i can like really see the wildlife um wait hold on if you're from new york do you know Alex the lion? Yeah, he's my brother. Oh, awesome. All right. <laughs> um, we could do one more. A writing team trying to think up new fortunes for fortune cookies. All right. All, all right, right. All right. Uh, what yeah. about... Uh, okay. Uh, I think we really need to get some like mind bending stuff. Falling is worse than you think. Okay. Because like um, falling in love or am I literally talking about falling... Or falling yeah, asleep. we gotta get some like abstract like, ones, right? Right. Yeah. So we gotta get, we gotta think like, um, don't give have up lots on your of soul. Um, we gotta think like, um, action is where you want it to be. That's a, I'm writing that one down for action, sure. I don't even know what. The, uh, I mean, what about uh, infinity is not just a number. Okay, okay, but what about the lucky numbers on the back? I. Then I think we should give them just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, what if do you we think that I could just fit start borrowing my other people's quotes like infinity and beyond? Okay, and just see if anybody notices. No, what happens if they know? Or is that part of it? Yeah, I think the okay. cool people will get it. So I hey, think we should get uh So we're not what? attributing these quotes? No. What? Okay. Just wanted to Who's check. Who's going to sue us, um, dude? They're on fortune cookies. Hey, do you think that I could fit my resume on one of these slips? Because I resume, think I'm going to yes. need a new my job. My resume? No. All right. This <laughs> this is going nowhere <laughs> fast. I was about to get real offensive. All right. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> this is one of those episodes that Alex and I came in with an energy 
And I don't know how to address it. Let's do our middle segment. We haven't done any quizzes in a while, so I want to do like a quiz. I feel like we do a quiz every other week. What are you talking about? We, but we don't do like BuzzFeed quizzes is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I really came for you there for a second. You really I just called did. you a liar <laughs> on air. Um, I just I have a single quiz Sweet. for us to do. I just sent it in the general text channel. Gotcha. General um, text channel. We are taking the official Disney which Disney princess are you quiz. Um, I'm cool. Do you want to call your shots before we do it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, which one do I think I am? I think that this is gonna give me Belle. Yeah, I think that's fair for you. I think I'm going to get either jazz what are the options does it show you the options i mean it's i think it's pretty standard who the disney like princesses the are i think and i'm gonna get Moana i've always and... dude i'm a big fan of jasmine who's not yeah that, me you know? too i mean uh, i jasmine is also my favorite disney princess but i also have the intrinsic nature to look at myself and be like i'm not jasmine i am more like bell i think i got some jasmine energy bro yeah I, I also think that, like, maybe you got, like, a little bit, maybe, like, some Mulan energy, maybe? I don't know if I have Mulan in me. Let's okay. t- let's take it. So, the first, my favorite weekend activity is, man, I'm going with options. alone time. I'm going with alone time here. Because I outside, love hanging out with friends, I'm going to read them briefly for the audience. Curling up with a good book. Or, uh, cooking. Anything outside. Alone time. Hanging with friends. A walk in the woods. Putting my feet up. Exploring a farmer's market. I'm going to say hanging with my friends. I am going to say this is going to take forever if we read all the options. I'll just read them faster and faster as we go progressively. Uh, the animal you will lead my inevitable royal parade is raccoon, tiger, horse, alligator, fish, dragon, owl, chameleon. I will say tiger's not on. Oh, then definitely tiger. I, I am stuck. Well, alligator, definitely not. Hey, this question is phrased the animal who will lead my inevitable royal parade. Who is choosing a fish? Yeah, I think what, the tiger's what? the gangster one. I'm going tiger. I'm gonna I'm gonna be my sure. Tyson. Um, I'm gonna go for a chameleon. Of course not? you are. Oh, uh, okay. The, the most important right. quality I look for in a prince is charm, dreaminess, honor, smolder, personality, humor, kindness. I don't need a prince. I'm hey, gonna go. Hey, real talk. Personality encumbers all of that. I'm stuck. Kindness is nice. I feel like it's common i don't think it's the most important i'm gonna i'm stuck between i mean what is personality just everything personality is everything interesting i just chose humor i just chose humor i'm gonna go here's the thing i'm gonna be controversial if i'm a princess i don't need a prince okay i'm going i don't need a prince uh which of these outfit elements are you most likely to wear sweats heels headbands a skirt a dress Glass slippers, a necklace, a vest. Most likely to wear probably necklace, sweats, bro. I guess. I'm going necklace. Okay. For sure. My favorite I think place to most... burst into song is a forest, a field of flowers, the beach, on the go, in my room while doing chores, under a willow tree, or I don't sing. Um, In my room, I guess. I'm not in a forest belting out songs. I am. Le- I'm going. I'm going to do on the go. When I'm in a car, when I'm, I don't sing when I'm on a run, but when I'm listening, I listen to a lot of music on the run, on, in the motorcycle or on the motorcycle, I think I'm going to go on the go. My favorite hairstyle is a stylish bob, long, really long, sleek, sleek and straight, a top knot, a high ponytail, bangs, half up, half down, practical. I'm going high ponytail, bro. High Dang. ponytail is dope. 
Give me a stylish bob. I mean, could you be any more on brand? <laughs> Jeez, bro. I'm like, going high point. I'm waiting if for you, them your to, second I'm, answer would have been bangs. I'm waiting for them to do a cyberpunk Disney princess so that way we can effectively get like the half shaved haircut added to this quiz. Cause okay. like click, someday, click, 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 click. Someday I want to be a baker, a fashion designer, a singer, an athlete, a CEO, a writer, a zoologist, a business owner. Well, I don't have it in me to, in me to be a CEO or business owner. That's not me. I am leaning towards a writer. Yeah, because like I don't want to do any of these things professionally. That kind of sucks. Um, but I like writer. Writer is fun. I'm stuck between writer and fashion designer. Writer can be interpreted as a lot of things, so I'm just doing writer. Yeah, I'll do writer as well. In one word, my style is fun. Timeless, bohemian, functional, colorful, vintage, retro, classic. I'm not fun. classic. Your boy gets I'm, braids and has long hair. I'm fun. Man, sexy is not even on here. I guess it is Disney princesses, so that would be weird. Yeah. It's not classic. It's not retro, vintage, bohemian, timeless is definitely not it. Fun, functional. I would go functional. Yeah. I live in a castle, cottage, small town, big city, apartment, tower, treehouse, mansion. I'm assuming that it's asking which one of these I would like to live in, because if anybody is yeah. actively choosing castle, what are you doing? What or life do mansion? you live? I, if I could pick, I'm I mean, stuck between big city and mansion. I'm choosing big city. Just because I would like to live in like a cool city with like a nice apartment, I would rather have a nice apartment than a mansion. I'm going. I'm going mansion because I'm. A, I want to host. Sure. Okay. I'm going it's mansion. 4 p.m. That means it's time to hit the gym, take a stroll, have tea, work on my chess game, see what my friends are up to, have a snack, take a nap, do my chores. You guys know it's time to take a nap. Oh, that 4 p.m. nap. Ooh, that's good. I'm stuck between see what my friend's up to and hit the gym. Although take a stroll recently because the weather's gotten nice. I'm going to go. What would I do? I'm going to see what my friends are up to. Okay. And the final question. My favorite color out of the following is green, blue, yellow, orange, red. Got to go blue. Give me that blue. Although Alex? I am leaning towards a little green recently because blue is a little basic. I'm going green. Who'd you get? I want you to go first. You're Jasmine. You're driven, energetic, and compassionate. You want to see what the world you want to see the world and go on as many adventures as possible. We know you're designed for great things. Hey, Alex. Yeah. You're Jasmine. You're driven, energetic, you're so and compassionate. <laughs> Look at Dude, us. Dude, we didn't say the same we said the same thing twice. Yeah. That's how this- raw our Jasmine energy is. <laughs> bro that's so we are the lame. duality of jasmine <laughs> i'm jasmine pre-aladdin your jasmine post-aladdin okay sure yeah um alex what is our one hit wonder it's called voir dire aka jury duty and craig here's how jury duty works because i recently got called in for jury duty and i forgot to let them know i was available so if <laughs> the police a- show up to my house with a warrant you know why because i think i have a certain amount of time to get back to them and I haven't even looked at that date. Yeah. I think it might be next week. So who knows what's going to happen. But anyways, here's how this works. Um, in the voir dire process, prosecutors and the attorney meet with all potential jury members and they ask them questions to see if they're biased. 
Um, and then obviously if it involves a cop involved incident and a person hates cops, then they'll probably be biased and they'll get removed from the jury. If they are a police officer, then they might be biased and they'll get removed from the jury. So here's what's going to happen, Greg. I'm going to think of a crime. You're going to think of a crime. It can be super, super specific and super niche. And I'm going to try and get removed for being biased without knowing what the crime is. So you can ask me as many questions as possible. So think of a crime in your head, super specific. Okay, okay. And I don't want to be at jury duty. So I'm going to say, my brother's a police officer and hope the crime has to do with a police officer so I get removed. Or uh, I take care of the elderly and hope it's elderly abuse and I get removed. So I'm trying to get off, but I don't know what the crime is. Okay. Do you have something? Yes. All right, ask me your questions. Um, did this crime take place in a public setting? Okay, Craig. Maybe I'll go first. Oh, okay. Because okay. I, I mean, I've done, I've done this process before. It'll make more sense when you see me do it. Okay. Uh, give me a second. Uh, got you. How do you feel about children? Oh, okay. I now understand. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Um, I mean, like, I want to have kids, but I don't have them currently. Okay. So I, you know, I kind of understand both sides of the rambunctiousness of kids. Okay. Um, have you ever worked in retail or have anyone close to you worked in retail? Yeah, I've, I, my first job was in retail and I currently have a very like customer facing job. Okay. Um, how do you spend a lot of time volunteering in children's organizations? Not particularly. No. Okay. Um, how have you... Do you feel partial? Do you have a certain empathy towards orphans? I don't know any personally, but I would like to say that the plight of not having parents is, you know, understandably difficult. Okay. Uh, what's your position on multimillionaires and billionaires? Just like in general, I think that maybe they hoard a lot of wealth and i think that they know that they hoard a lot of wealth i I think there's an intrinsic selfishness to the ultra wealthy um have you or has anyone close to you ever sought out extreme wealth by means of lottery stealing laundering money anything legal or illegal to obtain lots of money i would say not to any extreme lengths okay uh Judge, I would like to keep this juror on. Uh, okay, Craig, what was your crime? Um, a retail worker has been extorting money from an orphanage. Oh. And they stole millions of dollars. So, okay. Craig, I will say before we get started, I'm extremely confident you're not going to want me on your jury. That's fine. I wasn't I trying to hard. I was answering I, honestly because I know oh. In a real jury situation, I'm being removed from that jury so fast. Alex, I have so many just things wrong with my mind and body. I would open my mouth and they'd be like, yeah, get this kid out of here. He's gone. Well, the body part doesn't matter. Like they ha- they'll they have people on that are like, should not be on jury duty. Be like, hey, I have to take meds every 30 minutes. They're like, you'll make it. Okay. But, but like if they, they're looking for outright biases. And let me show you what that looks like, Craig. You got a crime? Yeah, I got a crime. Um, Proceed with your questions, counselor. Sure. Um, do you... I'm trying to... 
How do you feel about the responsibilities that's put on our teachers in the public education system? I think you know what you signed on for. And if you can't find another job for 50K, you know, here you are. And it only makes sense. Okay. Um, do you and how do you feel about the student teacher relationship in the public education system? Oh, it depends. Is the teacher hot? Um, not necessarily. Well, if they're not hot, then they're just there to do a job. You don't need to be close with them. You don't need to be. All these people having super relation, super close relationship with the teachers is weird. I think it shows favoritism and everyone should be equal. And I don't know. Keep it professional, I guess. Okay. Um, do you feel like this professionalism needs to extend uh, outside of the classroom as well? Or is it only inside the classroom? Yeah. Don't. Hey, you can't be friends just when you're not in school. That's wildly inappropriate. Okay. Um, do you feel like teachers need to protect their social life in order to maintain their professional life? Or are they allowed to have these two things be separate? Uh, no. Here's the thing. I don't want to see you on no OnlyFans. I just want don't want to see you at the strip club. How am I supposed to go to a parent-teacher conference when I know you've been taking your clothes off? I can't be doing it. So here's what, here's what I'm going to say. If you're going to have two wildly separate lives, make sure people don't find out. Be secretive about it. But when people find out, as like my mama used to tell me, actions have consequences. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to tell you what the crime was. And this crime is a prosecution of, um, I don't want to say identity theft, but like in this imaginary scenario, like a middle school teacher made a TikTok while teaching and posted it without the student's consent. Ooh, I don't know if you would have gotten rid of me. I would have gotten rid of me because I'm unlikable. Yeah. But not because I have a strong Alex, if I tried to get rid of you for being unlikable, 10 years of friendship would be erased. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I think a case I, could be made either. I don't yeah. think you, I don't think you made a strong enough case to just be it's thrown hard. out. I didn't know where you're going with it. I could have sworn yeah. we were going for a teacher loses job because they have an on advance because they don't make enough money. I yeah. could have sworn that's what we were going for. Maybe that student found it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, you would have kept me on. That's a tricky one. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the one hit wonder called Voidier. Um, if you liked it, sorry, it's never coming back. And if you didn't like it, it's probably because you're a minor and not only is it not funny, it didn't make any sense. So yeah. better luck next time. On to free balling. Um, I think we should just do one just to keep it short and sweet. Um, let's do it. Let's talk about D&D, the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, Chris, Chris Pine, Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Sophia Lillis. Um, here's what I will say. This movie is very good and I liked it a lot. Um, here's what I want to say for people that are hesitant to watch this movie. It is not a movie about people playing Dungeons and Dragons. It is a fantasy movie that uses lore from Dungeons and Dragons. It uses the names from all of the guidebooks, but it is not a movie about playing D&D. So if that's what you're worried about, don't be. It is just a good fantasy movie. I'll even say this. This is the best fantasy movie we've gotten in years. Jeez, bro. Um, Chris Pine, know. obviously, charisma off the charts. Love him to death. Michelle Rodriguez, 
also weirdly charismatic in this movie. As someone who is usually not really a charismatic actress, she dials it up for this one. I liked it. Um, And then everyone else is fantastic. Hugh Grant is amazing. I love him. Uh, Sophia Lillis could have used more screen time, but I still Mm -hmm. liked her. Um, There are some really cool practical things happening in this movie. There are a lot of scenes that I think will be remembered a long time from now. Like there's this really cool scene with uh, a portal that is done really, really well. Like they put a portal on the back of a painting and they try to put that painting onto a carriage and they use the portal as part of the heist. So like they break into a carriage using the thing that they're trying to put onto the carriage. It's a really cool sequence. Um, And the cinematography is really cool. The special effects are really well done. Um, At no point did I feel like uh, anyone would be left behind for not knowing D&D lore. Um, It is just a fun adventure movie. And I would recommend it to most people. Like it is, we talked last week about how most people can agree on what is a good movie. This is one of those movies that most people will agree is just good. Um, So it's it's like a seven and a half for me. Oh, I watched a bad movie. Okay. I read somewhere perusing the internet that the new Mario Brothers was getting uh, received. The new Mario movie was getting received badly. It was like the worst illumination rating since Hop. And I'm like, well, I haven't seen Hop. And it's Easter time. I'll watch it. Um, I have since heard that Mario is very good from a lot of people who watched it. It also broke a bunch of records. Hop is trash. Yeah. Hop so here's is a my thing with very bad. Movie. Here's my thing with Hop, real quick. Is I watched that movie in theaters. My, this was one of those movies that my grandpa took me to see. I remember nothing. I cannot express how nothing I remember from this movie. I remember that Russell Brand is in it, and that's it. Now, I, I've i learned since then that James Marsden was also in it. Yeah. Wiped that from my memory. The main character. Also, Hasselhoff is in it. That's David crazy. Hasselhoff. Also, Gary Cole plays uh, Marsden's dad. Um, And Kaylee Cuoco plays his sister. This movie is bad, bro. It's about, and I'm not going to spoil it for you in case any of your kids want to watch it. It's about the Easter Bunny is getting ready to pass the torch on to the Younger Bunny. And the Younger Bunny wants to be a drummer. Younger Bunny is voiced by Russell Brand. And because he doesn't want to be the Easter Bunny, he takes a portal to Los Angeles from, you guessed it, where the headquarters is, is Easter Island. So he takes the portal from Easter Island to go to Los Angeles. And uh, he, by the way, the headquarters is um, underneath the island heads. The heads yeah, are like obviously. their doors, obviously. And then they go to James Marsden's house, whose character's name I cannot remember, nor is it relevant. Or I think his name is Fred, and he Perfect. does not look like Great. A Fred. His he lives in a mansion, which if I wasn't paying attention, it would make sense. But it is just totally unexplained. I think it's just one of those things. He's in Hollywood. He lives in a seven thousand square foot house. It's wild. Um, and he is a deadbeat. He lives with his parents. He's like, he's supposed to be in his late twenties. He looks like he's early forties. It's weird, bro. It's really weird. Um, and he just can't find a job. And then the Easter bunny and him meet up and the Easter bunny is like, I want you to help me become a drummer. I just want to live the life of a person in Hollywood. 
And the other guy's like, well, I just want to get a job. And you're messing that up by, you know, being a talking bunny. And antics ensue. It's not good. None of the scenes feel like none of the scenes feel like they matter. The dialogue stinks. The comedy, I don't know if it's written for kids. There are definitely parts that are for adults. They're just not funny. Things just aren't funny. It's boring. There's also like weird edits and cuts so you don't quite know how you got certain places. Um it's just boring. It's just if anything, it's a bad movie because it's something we've all seen before in different variations and it's just not interesting. I'm giving I'm it. so sorry. I tuned out. I've been watching the hop trailer for the last 60 seconds. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, I will give it a four. A four? Okay. Yeah. It's just so boring. I'd, I'd rather it be bad. Okay. So. I'm, I'm giving it a four. So, um, in the 60 seconds that I've watched of the trailer. So, just to give you a sense, the song of the trailer is Dynamite by Tayo Cruz and Every opportunity this trailer has to show you an Easter egg, like a physical egg, it does. Like the globe in his room is shaped oh, like an egg. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, man. The movie has a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. What a great. It's not good. And now they're like, this is one of the, like Mario's the second to worst movie, second only to Hop. I'm like, well, thank God it's better than Hop. That's, dude, the movie was trash. I'm not, dude, it's brutal, but you know, it's on Peacock. So if you guys want to watch it, feel free. Well, this was another successful round of free balling. Um, next week we are watching the Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe, buddy comedy, the nice guys. I've been seeing this movie float around. People have been posting clips about this movie a lot recently people have been asking russell crowe like do we want are you guys interested in a sequel like there's just people online have been talking about this movie a lot recently so i'm like all right i if if not now then when um yeah i've seen it already i saw it in theaters and then i watched it again since then i've only seen it once so i'm excited to go back and rewatch it because i'm hoping to I get will more say, out of it disclaimer this movie is rated r for a reason Okay. This movie I, is rated R for a reason. Do not watch this with your family. Um, un- unless you can, they can handle nudity and awkwardness. Then you know more power to you. But just and be if they can't, then what kind of family are they? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm excited. It's it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. All right, but that's Let's next see if that week. Holds Until up. then, my name is Craig Wells, aka Permanent Handle, and I'm Alex Good, aka Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it. Tell your mom I said hi. And don't forget to bring up the bees. Anticipation versus surprise. This is important. See ya. See see you next week. Deuces. (laughs) 